hello, and welcome to episode 36 of Friends of the Show. I am Stephen W. Skinner, and this is a show where I talk to the funniest and nicest people I know. They the friends of the show. This week's friend is Brandon at Le Bear Girdle, who was great. We talked about his battle versus spice chicken wings. We delve into his fascination with penguins. And of course, we talk about teeth. As a bonus, we read and answer great and weird questions submitted by listeners just like you. Sacre bleu. It's Friends of the Show. Episode 36 with Le Bear Girdle. A day without sunshine is like, you know, night. Steve Martin. Wisdom of Steve Martin. So, what a great quote. Thank you, and welcome to the podcast, Brandon. Thanks for having me, Steven. All right. So, for the listeners, Brandon is a very funny and nice Twitter joke creator. Uh, he has created some of the funniest tweets in recent memory, and if you listen to the Hoppers episode, you heard us read one of his iconic tweets. Um, so, very happy to have him on the show this week. Welcome, Brandon. Glad to be here, Steven. Thanks for having me. All right. Listen to the show a few times. Big fan. Oh, appreciate it. Thank you. Always love to hear from the listeners. <laughs> um, I don't know you too well, so let's get to know you. Where are you from? What do you do? Tell us everything. Well, I am from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I am 22 years old, and I work for a bank. Oh, yeah. In the finance biz. Making that money. Is that what you do? Make the money? I just I just make the money. I show up, they pay me, and I leave. Well, that is a sweet gig. So not in, bad in the finance biz in Steel Steel City. <laughs> Go Steelers, black and yellow, black and yellow, etc. Black and yellow, right? Um, so you're a big fan of all the teams, the Steelers, the Penguins. Um, what else? Pirates. Uh, the Pirates. You don't have to worry about that one. You don't have to worry about the Pirates. Oh. No, they're they're pretty bad. But I love their retro throwback uniforms with the weird caps. Oh, I mean, their throwbacks are they're beautiful, but unfortunately, watching the game is painful. So, you can just look at pictures. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like I like a city that has a consistent theme across their sports teams, and that black and yellow it really works, right? You can just bring a terrible towel over to the Pittsburgh game or the to the hockey game, and it still works. It, honestly, it really does. There's a lot of crossover, <clears throat> and it makes it a little easier to cheer for the team. You wear one jersey, but essentially any sport. That's pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, you can save money that way, too. You only have to buy one jersey. You can go to all <laughs> of the sports. yeah. Well, that's great. So um, what's popping off in Pittsburgh? A lot of steel exports? Um, not as much anymore. Not since, like, the uh, mid-1900s. <laughs> okay, so I'm a, but... <laughs> little bit, a little bit behind on my Pittsburgh knowledge. So tell us, what's day-to-day life in Pittsburgh all about? Um, all about uh, dramatic climate change. You know, you wake up in the morning and it's 20, and then once you get to work, it's 60, and you leave work again and it's snowing. So, you know, you dress in layers. Layers, that's key. 
Yeah, we have, I guess we're sort of the same general geographic area, the northeast. Uh, the northeast, the great uh, northeast. great northeast of North America. Yeah, we get those tail ends of the nor'easters, too, as they, after they blow by you guys. Um, so, yeah. I I don't, just, we don't get those too much here. Okay, that's good. You're, uh, it's sort of the south end of the northeast, I guess, right? Yeah, we're... Or, you know, those southern states of the northeast. The southern northeast, great place to be. <laughs> the south northeast. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, but I, being from Canada, I understand that you got to wear la- the layers and the weather is not always great. So you're, you're, because um, I've talked to some people who have never seen snow. Shout out to Eddie oh, from boy. Congo. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> those of us who have, it's nothing special. <laughs> it's just another pain in the butt. It's cool the first time. I guess it's true. And then, then you want it to be over forever. Yeah, and my the worst part for me is the beginning and end of the season when it's sort of not sure if it's really snow weather or if it's like rain. <laughs> and well, turns that's, into, just, that's just slush season. It turns into slush season, and that is not fun. No. Got to make sure you have your high boots, your tall boots, and uh, watch out. It's slippery out there, folks. Yeah, you just learn to bring a, bring around an extra pair of socks everywhere you go because you're bound to step in something. You got to have your backup socks. That is very important. Um, so for any other <laughs> all the warm weather <laughs> listeners out there, this is the kind like of stuff we're dealing with. Double socks. <laughs> Shout out to double socks. Make sure you have them. All right. So that's pretty good. What else are you into? Maybe penguins. I know we mentioned the hockey team, but oh well, it's it's much more than the hockey team, Stephen. You see, I love penguins. They are by far my favorite animal. Favorite animal. And I love them. Okay, where did this love from penguins come from, do you think? I mean, it did start with the sports team. They are my favorite sports team in Pittsburgh. Uh, go Penguins. Oh, nice. Two-time Stanley Cup champions. I'm sure you, you watch hockey, see? Uh, 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 yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm uh, forced to watch it quite a bit. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's all right. <laughs> Didn't know if the stereotype was true everywhere. Well, um, the Toronto Maple Leafs have historically not been good. <laughs> sort of to curse. No, they curse, have, but they still have a very good following. Curse level uh, proportions. But this year, they actually <laughs> have a good team. So I've been watching a little bit more. Uh, more of like a bandwagon year. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's fun. Actually, I think they just played Pittsburgh. Yeah, they I did. I think they just won. They did. Yeah, they did. But, you know, it's, there's a lot of games left. We'll never see. There are we'll a lot see. of games left. So we'll but going see. Going back to just the, penguin, the penguins in general, I've been a big penguin fan of the animal itself for about 10 years now. And, you know, I've gone to the aviary, and I actually went to the aviary a few weeks ago with my girlfriend, we were probably there for two hours, and an hour of that was by the Penguins, because I didn't want to leave. And it turns out for my birthday, which is actually next Saturday, December 16th, anybody listening, oh, happy, uh, I guess it'll come out after that. But happy anyways. early birthday uh, right now, yeah. and happy belated birthday of the day when this comes out. <laughs> but it turns out that she is actually bringing me to the Penguin Encounters at the Pittsburgh Aviary, where I can have a one-on-one with Penguins. What? Oh. And she told me this the other day. And I cried. Oh, my goodness. What a lovely gesture. What a sweet, sweetheart girlfriend. Shout out to your girlfriend. That's a great gift. So, yeah, that's amazing. So um, you're going to go and become best friends with a penguin, finally. Oh, I hope so. (laughs) That's pretty cool. So you get to, like, well, walk up to it, maybe feed it a little fish or something? Yeah, for all the videos I've watched, you get to, like, walk up and you pet it and you feed it. It's going to be a great time. Then try to take it home, and they're like, sir, 
<laughs> I, don't know, I don't have a penguin in my pocket. What are you talking about? So basically, your dream scenario is that movie, Mr. Popper's Penguins, with Jim Carrey. Yes, actually, it is. I've watched that movie in much anguish. Is it a good movie? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the movie, actually. I've read the book. <laughs> I imagine it's similar. Similar, probably. So uh, you're, yeah, best friends with the penguin. That's very exciting. I hope you do, I hope you do make a real uh, connection out there. I hope so, too. Yeah, penguins are very cool. I worked at the zoo for a while, and it was always fun to go check them out, all doing their own thing. Like, that guy's over there waddling around. This guy's swimming underwater. Yeah, they're always always chilling, but in different levels of chill. Ah, they're wonderful. I guess that's part of their Arctic upbringing. (laughs) Well, it turns out a lot of penguins actually live in Africa. Right, that's a thing that nobody knows. Yeah, it is. So, uh, shout out to Penguin Facts. (laughs) <laughs> penguin um, facts like to like to inform the listeners about penguins they're not all in the arctic oh um what what other penguin facts could you share with us they uh they don't fly or at least one has never been recorded oh man that one that did fly probably super pissed oh he probably is because <laughs> nobody knows he's like i swear guys i, I swear i did it like <laughs> All right, whatever you say, Carl. <laughs> There's that Carl always talking about how he flew that one time. <laughs> sure thing, Carl. We'll believe that. Um, all right, so great. So we got to the bottom of your love of penguins, and that's very exciting about the meet and greet. I am exciting. You'll you'll follow up and let us know how that went. Oh, absolutely. We'll have to do a second show all about that. <laughs> we'll have to do one specific show about the penguins. We'll get some audio clips from the meet and greet. It'll be a event of great proportions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess that gives us a little bit of a background about you from Pittsburgh. Work at a penguin. Oh, yes. Love penguins. Have a great girlfriend. So let's get into your story. And the story, the title of the story is Three Chickens and a Morning Surprise. <laughs> well, it's probably not what you think. So, <laughs> the the morning surprise? The, well, the three chickens also. Okay. So it goes back, so I graduated college this last year. This goes back to my senior year of high school. Um, I was coming back from a show, and we went to, we were hungry, one of the chicken wings. And we went to a place called Quaker Steak and Lube, if anybody hasn't heard of it. I don't know if it's a nationwide chain or more just in Pittsburgh, but I think they're more just in Pittsburgh. So anyways, they have this contest called the atomic wing challenge and the atomic wing challenge is six chicken wings so three chickens and it's real hot okay and we underestimated it the first time we're like you know we're gonna do this we're gonna try it we're just gonna do one each see if we can eat it so we ordered just one little little container of them it was just six chicken wings me and my friend we each had one we gave up we couldn't do it impossible you couldn't it was two atomic it was, it was too atomic. So we were like, okay, we're going to train. We're going to come back to it. We're going to beat it. Okay, cue the montage. Dun, 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 and it's, dun, yeah, the montage, it would just be us, you know, eating, dun, dun, drinking dun. hot sauce and sitting in saunas. Is that what you did? Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the preparation would be. Other than just we like, just ate a lot of hot chips and stuff. I don't know. It wasn't right. really much preparation. So just really, we were just bombarding your taste buds. <laughs> but you like the idea of training your taste buds. Yes, yes. Like, all right. So okay. we go back a few months later, determined, bound and determined, to beat these wings. 
it was me and my three of my friends actually me and my original friend who did the um brought two others and we each went around we each beat it each beat it it was great and it turns out it really wasn't as bad as we thought and you know we we did it it was fine and then you know we went to college and in college we found out that they came out with a triple atomic oh my and this is where the story goes from bad to worse so we talk about it, we're like, we're going to do this story. We're going to do it, and we're going to complete it. And it turns out that the original Hot Wings were actually on, I don't know, there was a show called Man vs. Food. Um, it was, it's, it's still out, I think. Was that and Guy And he Fieri? actually did the regular, the regular Atomic Wings, and he, he struggled, but he did it. But then they came out with the Triple Atomic, and it was three times hotter than the original Wings. That sounds hot. So we're like, you know what? When our, our first winter break out of college, we're going to come back, we're going to go do it. So, you know, we go, we get in the car, we drive out, and we're sitting there, and we order the wings, and they bring out this waiver. And they're like, <laughs> you have to not sue us if you die. And we're like, well, okay then. They're like, that's not up to me. It's up to the executors of my estate, but okay. <laughs> yeah, whenever you order food, the worst thing they can do is bring out a waiver for you to sign. Yikes. So, you know, of course we sign the waiver, because we're idiots. And <laughs> we each do it one by one. And my first friend... He starts on the wings. He, he gives up. He can't do it. And my second friend, he starts on the wings. He gets like 10 minutes in. He probably gets four of them eaten. I think he stops. Ooh, I was so close. And so it's my turn. And they bring out my wings. And the thing of the challenge is you can really take as much time as you want. You can't get up, but you can drink as much milk as you want. Okay, so they will bring you that sweet, sweet milk, which... They will bring you that sweet, sweet As dairy. we know, does a great, uh, I guess it coats your taste buds uh, from the spice of the yeah, heat. Yeah, neutralizes, neutralizes the, the spice. Yes. I forget what the actual term is of it for, but, you know... I think it, neutralizes is pretty good. I think it's, it does have to do with the pH balance. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so they bring in, they're bringing them out. So they bring out the wings, and you smell them originally, and it just hurts you from the core. Oof. It goes in your nose, and your nose says, hey, buddy, listen, <laughs> you don't, you don't want to do this. I'm like, well, listen here, nose. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and immediately, the first bite, everything is bad. Oof. My eyes water, and there's just snot already coming out. I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> and there's a table of probable, like, 40- or 50-year-olds probably 10 of them all watching me do this. And it was embarrassing, but at this point, I didn't care. I was in, I was in the zone. And I get about three wings down. And at this point, my insides are like a volcano. And they keep bringing me that sweet, sweet milk. <laughs> okay, how much, how much milk per wing out, are you drinking? <laughs> I probably drank throughout the thing almost a half gallon of milk. Wow, that's a lot. But at a certain point, it doesn't do anything. And your mouth is essentially just numbed. So I finally get to the sixth and final wing, and I'm eating it, and I, I want to give up. I want to give up, but I can't. I have to persevere. And the table of 50 to 60-year-olds, I think, I don't know, somewhere around there, they cheer for me. Yes. They get up, and they clap. And I'm like, no, I can't give up. I down another glass of milk. At this point, I'm just full. I'm just full of milk and spicy goodness. <laughs> All sweaty and... <laughs> I'm sweaty. There's just snot everywhere. I'm just a real mess. <laughs> so I down the final wing. And I run to the bathroom. And I put my head under the sink. 
for about the next five minutes. And there's a guy who's finishing up in the bathroom, and he really wants to wash his hands. And I'm like, sir, there are more <laughs> pressing matters at hand. I need to do this right now. So you're like leaning and, over the sink and like rinsing out your mouth. <laughs> it's not even leaning over the sink. I mean, my head is under the sink. And he's like, you know what? I can see by the look in your eye that you're not going to move. So I'm just going to leave. So I get my T-shirt. I leave. And I can't drive home because I'm shaking too much. I thought you were going to say this is part of the waiver. Like you legally no. can't you legally can't drive after eating six of these wings. No, I wish. But I couldn't drive. I was too cold. And the thing about eating these wings is you think you're done after the challenge. But the challenge has only just begun. <laughs> yeah. The, re- the real challenge your, is after. Yeah, it sinks into the pores of your fingers. Oof. So that night, when I, I couldn't take out my contacts. So <laughs> I actually had to have my mom take my contacts out of my eyes for me. Oh, man. Because I couldn't touch anything. The next morning, I get up, and of course, with everything in my stomach, it was time. And I started, and I couldn't finish it. Oh, no. You know, I sat down, I got all situated, and just as the first first little bit came out, I stopped, and I'm like, this is too painful. I would rather eat six more of these wings than finish getting them out of my system right now. Oh, man, that's that Johnny Cash Ring of Fire song. That's what it's about. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it, it did fall into a burning ring of fire. That's horrifying. So what did so you do? I decided I wasn't going to poop for the next day. Okay. And I just eventually it had to, and I just you know bit a towel and got all those wings out of my system. Oof, and was but it still is, as painful the second time? Not as much. After so it I had waited soothed. more time. It calmed down a little bit. That's it, what it I was wondering. Down a little bit, but that, that morning uh, worked. Yeah, it was not good. So that is three chickens and a morning surprise. <laughs> that was the morning surprise because the challenge. Surprise. The challenge wasn't over. The challenge had only just begun. <laughs> it had only just begun. Um, so you got a t-shirt. I did get a t-shirt. <laughs> so all worth it? No. <laughs> it's totally worth it because you got not only a t-shirt, but you got a great tale to tell on the podcast. So. That's, that's what I did it for. <clears throat> so thank you and very my much. name on the wall of flame. Do you get your name on the thing? I do. My name is on the wall at that uh, Quaker Steak and Lube now. Oh, that's very cool. And your friends obviously did not. Did you guys, did they go back eventually and and beat it, or you're the only one out of your We group? never went back. Yeah, obviously. I never wanted you're to You're like, back. guys, it's not, uh, it's not worth it. <laughs> the t-shirt's really great. N- name on the wall is good, but uh, maybe not. Maybe not worth it. Definitely not. Oof, well, what a harrowing tale. So thank you for sharing that with us. Um, no problem. All right, and now we get into the new segment, Talking Twitter. So let's start talking about Twitter. You're on Twitter at Girdle, and I normally ask how you ha- come about your handle, but I know that's coming up later in the questions. So my question for you is, how long you been on Twitter? Um, so I have a, a personal account that I had since, oh boy, I don't even know. It's, I've had that for four or five years or something like that. And I got, I always wanted to write jokes and they just, they just kind of crash and burn on your normal account. People are like, you okay? <laughs> yeah. So I decided I was going to make this account 
which I have, it's going to be about three years coming up in January, I think. So three years on quote unquote joke Twitter. That is correct. All right. So you're just past your three years anniversary. So what's, uh, do you have a fond memory? What's your fondest memory of something that's happened uh, within those three years uh, on Twitter, on joke Twitter? Oh, my fondest memory on joke Twitter. Wow. Um, I would have to say whenever David Hughes told me that I I wrote the best tweet on Twitter. David eight Hughes, British David Hughes. and Twitter, very popular account, told you that you had the greatest tweet on Twitter, or that? Yes, he did. Wow, we that is some positive affirmation from a heavy hitter. Just clutch his fist, gives you all that affirmation. Just wow, that very cool. So, um, so the tweet in question, which which tweet is that? Um, well, I think you could take a guess. It is the teeth tweet. <laughs> it's the teeth and tweet. I, <laughs> and for the listeners who don't know, Brandon wrote a very funny teeth tweet. Uh, it was read on the Hoppers episode. <laughs> so go back and check that episode if you want to hear what the tweet is, or go check out La Bear Girdle on Twitter. Or those other accounts that steal <laughs> tweets, because this is a heavily, heavily stolen tweet. So you could probably go to any of those aggregator accounts and see it. But one of the very funniest tweets, uh, definitely. So I agree with David A. Hughes on this one. Great tweet. Well, thank you. Well, great. So that's very nice. So the next question about Twitter. Have you had any memorable interactions with any celebrities or brands that we might know? Celebrities or brands? Um, a few years ago, we had an in a, I had a big DM group. It was like my first big DM group, and it was with I don't I don't even know why I was brought into this. Really, I was pretty small at the time, but it was with uh, David Hughes and Ruined Picnic and a lot of those big big accounts. I don't know why I was put into this group. Mm. And we also brought in Dr Pepper France. <laughs> So the verified Dr. Pepper and account got added to this conversation. Yeah, I don't know why we brought them in, but we just kind of constantly harassed Dr. Pepper France, and they would always respond. And this was like a week. We would just mess with Dr. Pepper France, and they just kept responding. And I don't I, – it was the weirdest thing. Those poor intern at Dr. Pepper France. Dr. Pepper France, like from Europe? <laughs> like the Europe? I guess, yeah. I mean it was just the Dr. Pepper – chain in another country and, and they would reply like they would get dissed and then they would reply in the chat yeah <laughs> that's so funny it was it was really I, I don't know why they brought dr pepper france in there but we like changed the dm group to dr pepper france and sometimes we would we tell them like i only taste 22 flavors you're 23 and <laughs> they, they would they wouldn't know how to respond so they would just get mad but they never left <laughs> yeah, they couldn't leave. They couldn't bring themselves to leave, but they. We just had this ongoing feud with the French version of Dr Pepper, uh, and it was a lot of fun. It's so weird. Yeah, it's always interesting to me the different um, way brands <laughs> go about uh, their social media and interacting on Twitter and stuff. Because some some do it right and they're fine, and some have no idea what they're doing. So it's really funny to see the, the spectrum of brands on Twitter. Okay, very cool, very cool. All right, and the final talking Twitter question, who would be your dream follow-back? Oh, my dream follow-back. Probably Lin-Manuel. 
Ooh, creator of Hamilton and very popular Twitter guy and very nice guy, Lynn manuel Miranda. And I guess he wrote that Moana song that's going to be up for Oscars. So. Oh, I love Moana. <laughs> well, I mean, that's even more of a reason to get him, get him following you. It so, is. Lynn, oh, if you're listening, <laughs> go ahead and shoot him a follow. Well, I think that's a great selection. Uh, and donate to Puerto Rico Relief if you can. Yeah. Lynn would want me to say that. He would. <laughs> All right. So thank you very much for answering my hard-pressing Twitter questions. And now we get into the tweets themselves. So you have picked your own tweet. And would you like to share it with us? Um. Yeah, sure. I mean, I could do it, but... Be great to hear it from your in your voice. I don't think I've ever read it out loud, so yeah, I'll give it a try. All righty. All right. What if the anteaters go extinct? Will I have to eat all the ants? I don't even like ants. Someone please answer me. I could maybe eat one. <laughs> Very important question. <laughs> Who are you even asking? <laughs> I, it's just just kind of one of those thoughts you have at night, like you know, okay, the anteaters are made for a reason. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of good anteaters <laughs> creation tweets. Uh, <laughs> um, so it's sort of along those lines. And also, yeah, the brain before going to bed kind of thing. But without implicitly saying that, it fits into all those formats, but without being those formats. Very good. <laughs> I love that I could maybe eat one. <laughs> like, I'll try. It was like with the I'll wings. I'll try one. <laughs> it's like the wings. It's, if- it's like, exactly like the wings. I'm like, if I can eat six of those wings... I could eat an ant, maybe even like two. Fire ants, though, right? You could probably, you could probably. I could eat, eat six. You could probably eat six fire ants. It's probably not as hot as the atomic, the triple you think atomic. I have to sign ones. a waiver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. The all the ants combine and form a waiver. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that's a great tweet. So thank you very much for sharing that with us. And I have selected one of your tweets. To be read by me right now. And my selection is... Deer population is controlled by releasing wolves into an area. All problems should be solved that way. Too much pollution? Reliefs wolves in factories. Dislike Congress? Wolves. Want to lose weight? That's right, wolves. (laughs) (laughs) Now that is a classic tweet. And at the time of this recording, over 115,000 likes... So 115,000 people can't be wrong. What a great tweet. Uh, how'd you come up with this? Wolves? You know, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, was, what, I saw a special a while ago where they, wolves were put into an area because it was being overrun by a bunch, of, a bunch of like deer and other animals like that. And it reinvigorated this land. And, it, you know, all the trees grew back and everything started going back, you know, circle life kind of thing. And I'm mm. like, what if? That works for everything. <laughs> I mean, it's a great question. Like, why can't just, oh, you got a problem in your life? Just throw some wolves in there. I think it could actually work for some of these. <laughs> like uh, Some of them, yeah. For sure. I think so. I mean, too much pollution, release wolves in factories. Those factories ain't going to be releasing much pollution after that. Because of the wolves. <laughs> yeah. Congress passing awful tax bills. They would not be able to do that if their area was covered in, you know, if it was wolves everywhere, right? Can't wolves. even, can't get to your 
can't get to your little desk or whatever to to vote uh <laughs> want to lose weight wolves that totally makes sense just running from wolves would definitely lose lose yeah, that worked that one kind of two ways because either it'll eat you and you'll have no <laughs> or you'll lose it from running hey this is <laughs> brought to you by wolves check them out wolves. come to the forest <laughs> we're here all right <laughs> all right love wolves great tweets so everyone should be following brandon Le Bear Girdle on Twitter. All right, now we get into the picks from others. So, sifted from literally hundreds of tweets on Twitter, you have selected these two picks. So, would you like to hit us with one? Sure, we'll start with Dumbs. Uh, do you want to read that one with me? Oh, sure, okay. I will be Bully. All right, I will be me, which I guess would be dumb at this point, but I'll be me. <laughs> so we're talking about dumb. That's with two U's, D-U-U-M-B on Twitter. Everyone go check him out. So I am the bully. <clears throat> it's your word against mine. Let's do it. What? You selected the word what? Big mistake, bro. I choose shenanigan. <laughs> <laughs> that tweet has made me laugh every time I've read it for the last when was this tweeted? back in July I have read this dozens of times and it has never not made me laugh uh, the word shenanigan is a great one to end a tweet on <laughs> if you can do it it really is Like if, if I had to choose a word shenanigan might be the one shenanigan great tweet and great use of it and also stand up to bullies right <laughs> so yeah. there's a great moral center to this um, yeah, be good, don't bully, stand up to bullies, like dumb. Be like dumb. Be like dumb. All right, well, that's a great one. So since we both read the first one, let's both read the next one, too. Um talking from Cat Damon at Corn on the Goblin. So I will be the mom. I will be <clears throat> me again, which in this case is Cat Damon. All right. Are you kids committing seppuku in there? Me, trying to scoop my guts back inside of me. No. Okay, no seppuku. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope I was pronouncing that correctly. Seppuku. Yeah, seppuku. Seppuku, which is, if the listeners... Japanese ritual suicide. That's what I'm talking about. For the listeners, if you don't know, seppuku is obviously the ancient Japanese ritual suicide made popular by uh, samurais, I believe. <laughs> yes. So it's like if you become dishonored in certain, in any way, you could just do that and you kind of get your honor back a, a little bit. Bring honor to your cow. Bring honor to the to your master. So those are great tweets. Obviously great tweeters at Corn on the Goblin. He's got great musical parody tweets and the like and obviously stuff like this. And Dumb, D-U-U-M-B. A lot of great tweets from both of them. So great picks, Brandon. Thank you. I was going to pick one of his music ones, but that Sapuku one really just hit a spot in me, you know? <laughs> it hit you right in the guts. Right in the center of your guts. Right, <laughs> stab me right in the guts. Because I actually took Japanese in high school. Okay. So you can count in Japanese like I can? I can. Ich ni sanji. go roku sichi We're doing it. So shout, yeah. out, shout out to all our Japanese listeners. We just counted. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. So can you, do you have any other sayings in Japanese that you want to share with us? Um, MB2 Cash Dead Kudasai. 
Whoa. I don't know what that meant. Can I borrow a pencil? <laughs> Everything sounds so cool in other languages. I know, doesn't it? Yeah, it's so funny when you're just saying something pretty benign, but if you say it in <laughs> something another language that people don't understand. Like, Whoa. If you say that really angrily, you're like, huh? <laughs> what I do? Like, no, I just can borrow a pencil. Just need that pencil. Just trying to sign this waiver these ants are making me sign. Oh, I didn't understand what you were saying. Oh, we were going to have to commit seppuku then. <laughs> Sorry. Hands over the samurai sword. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> so now we get into everyone's favorite segment on the show. And that is questions from Twitter. So thank you to everyone who has submitted questions. We got a lot of great ones this week. Remember to follow at FOTS pod on Twitter and send your questions for future guests. It's the best. So the first question comes to us from Calvin. I'm talking about at Captain Calvis, the boy Kellen. He popped in there right away with this hot question. And for the listeners, it's about uh, Brandon's AVI or AVI avatar, his display picture in which he is eating something. And the question posed by Kellen is, fuck you eating in that pic, boy. Oh, Callan. <laughs> well, I'm glad he asked because I love talking about that. So what you see in that picture there, for all you listeners who can't see it, is a burger. And it's not just a burger. It is the best burger I've ever had in my life. That's the one? The burger, that is the one. The burger in question I ate in Wildwood, New Jersey on the boardwalk in Wildwood. And it is a bacon, egg, and cheese burger. With bacon, egg, and cheese. Okay. And it is on a maple donut. It's on a donut. <laughs> it is on a donut. And you know, I originally was a little skeptical. Like, it's going to be too sweet. They're going to do something wrong. And it wasn't. It was a perfect mix. The maple, you just you get a little bit on the back of your tongue. And it all goes, I mean, it all it tastes like a breakfast. Hmm. Like a breakfast burger. Essentially a breakfast burger. Not too sweet, the perfect balance of sweet and savory, you're saying. So you got the, oh, yeah. the greasy burger with the cheese and the bacon. Wait, an egg? Yeah, fried egg. And an egg mixing it yeah, all so together? Yeah, it like, drips out a little bit when you eat it. The yolk is all over everything, yeah. And, oh, it's all over everything. And is there, a t- is there a top or is it just like open face, just like on the bottom to donut? No, it's, it's, bo- it's the whole donut. It's the you whole donut. It. Oh, I get it. You cut it like a bagel. Yep, cut it like a bagel. You jam everything inside. Wow. That is very interesting. I've never had that. I never heard of it. But now I want to try it. Donuts for bread. So where was the place? Jersey? <laughs> Gotta go. Yeah, New, New Jersey. What exit? <laughs> um, it's a it's boardwalk, Wildwood, New Jersey. Wildwood, New Jersey. Everyone, check it out. So, thank you very much, Kellen, for that great question. And the next question comes to us from friend of the show Tom at Trojan Sauce, and he asked two questions. If you had to switch the A in your name for a different vowel, what would it be? That's a great Tom accent. No, thank you. Um, if I had to switch the A's in my name, there are two, which I'm sure we were going to get to a little bit later. But if I had to switch them to anything, 
I would probably switch them to Ys, which are sometimes a vowel. Oh, yeah, sometimes. Well, I so guess. I would make both of them Ys. So that way my name would be all kind of consonants and also sort of vowels. And you pronounce it kind of weird. Yeah, how would you pronounce that? That would sort of be... Like, uh, Brendan. Yeah, it would be like uh, you could move to Wales and just fit right yeah. in, no problem. <laughs> You'll be like, oh, yeah, nothing weird about that name. Look, perfectly normal name. Brendan. Brendan. So I, we should get into it. Your name is Brandon, and am I saying that correctly? It's two A's, B-R-A-N-D-A-N. What? <laughs> uh, my life is hard, Stephen. I'm going to tell you what. I want to shout out to anybody who has this name. I want you to contact me, and we can talk about how hard life is. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like if your name was spelled with a V and also a P and also an H. Whoa, I get it now. Now I can relate. (laughs) Now I can relate because there is a long-standing feud between Stevens that spell their name with a V and Stevens that spell their name with a PH. It's sort of like that vampire werewolf feud that's always (laughs) going on. You never really notice it, but it's like secretly brewing under the surface. So I understand because there's so many different ways to spell Brandon too, right? There's you got your Brandon with an O. You got your Brandon. That's the most common one. Brandon, like B-R-A-N-D-O-N you're saying is the most common? That is the most common one. Okay. What else do we got? Brandon with an E? Do you ever see that? I've seen it with, normally if it's an E, it's in the like the beginning, so it's like B-R-E-N. Right. So like, like Brendan. Brendan. Or what about Brendan? Like E and then A? Uh, yes, that's like, like the A at the end is common if the E is at the beginning. <laughs> any kind of combination um what's the weirdest Except one you've mine. seen other than yours have ever I've seen... seen one with an i what like brandon or brindan brandon <laughs> brindan <laughs> brindan would be pretty funny i've seen brandon like b-r-a-n-d-i-n that's that's oh, actually yes. more common than mine actually yeah football player brandon cooks yeah he's on my fantasy team he's oh. playing tomorrow big game big game Fantasy playoffs. Shout out to every, all our fantasy football players out there. By the time this airs, it'll all be over. So Probably. I hope you won, <laughs> and good luck to you and your team. Oh, thank you. I'm doing, doing all right right now. I'm big into it. Um, I'm also clinging on to a short lead. <laughs> Sorry, listeners, for that fun tangent. We get to Tom's next question. It is, fuck, Mary kill. Kellen with long hair. Kellen with short hair. Or Kellen shaved head. Or we're talking Captain Calvis from the first question. <laughs> well, I'm actually in a room with both Tom and Kellen. And, you know, it's difficult. I've thought a lot about this question. By far the most thought about question I've gotten thus far. And I think I have an answer for you. Please. So I would fuck the one with the shaved, the shaved Kellen. I feel like he's ambitious and, you know, he's he's just ready for something new and fun. I guess that's true. Yeah. That's uh, I would kill, embarking on new, new life, Kellen. Yeah, just going, going for it. Just crazy Kellen. Okay. And then I would kill <clears throat> short hair Kellen. Because short hair Kellen just seems lame to me, you know? It's just he's not ready <laughs> for anything. He's just, just complacent. Right, okay. And then I would marry long hair Kellen because... I feel like Long Hair Kellen would treat me right. Long Hair Kellen was the OG, the original Kellen, right? Um, I, so yeah, I, I think, got very upset when he shaved his head. I told him multiple times. 
You didn't uh, approve of that choice? I did not at all. I was very upset with him. But also you got to realize at that time, it's embarking on a new chapter of life, Kellen. <laughs> so it's a, <laughs> it's a different Kellen, right? And without that Kellen shaving his head, I wouldn't have one to fuck. So <laughs> I guess that's true. All right. Well, that's a very well thought out answer. So thank you, Tom. Thank you, Kellen, for having different hairstyles. And <laughs> thank Brandon for choosing those. All right, now we get to the next question, and it is submitted from friend of the show, Isabel Zatun, Pigeon Fancier. She asks, if you knew you were going to unavoidably die suddenly and without pain in a year's time, what would you change about your life, and what would you keep the same? Oh, boy. Another great existential quandrum (laughs) from Pigeon Fancier herself, Isabel. She wants to know. Man, um, so is. Uh, If I had to change something, I would probably quit my job immediately. Uh, No point in working if I'm going to die soon. All right. Just walk out of the bank one day. I mean, I'd probably do it like fun. I would probably smash some things and parachute out the window. (laughs) Okay. That sounds like fun. Parachuting out the window. I'm on like the 14th floor, so I, I could probably do it. Yeah, that yeah, that's enough for a uh, what's it called a base jump? I think that's a base jump. I think that's enough. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably what I would change just right off the bat. So now with all your free time, what are you doing? I'm probably going to go somewhere. I've always wanted to go to Japan. Oh, use that link. Use that uh, pencil yeah. borrowing <laughs> skills that you use. Learned. All that Japanese I know, I could go over there and borrow some pencils. It's just you walking around, just like uh, armfuls of pencils. <laughs> just so <laughs> many really pencils. kind Japanese people just have happen to have one loose pencil they don't need that day. Just yeah. Oh, that's the pencil guy. Oh, pencil son. <laughs> pencil kun. <laughs> and then you're like, where? Where's a good spot for to uh, commit seppuku around here? <laughs> That's probably how I'd go if I knew I was going to, like, if I knew exactly what day it was going to be, I'd probably kind of screw I mean, that's a great way to, like I said, maintain your honor. Right? That's a good way Which to do it. Very important in the feudal system that we currently live in. All right, so uh, that's what you would change, but what would you keep the same? Maybe your Twitter account? Keep that the same? Keep on pumping out fun I'd, jokes? I'd probably keep on just... Churning them out a little bit, maybe maybe a little less since I'm going to die in a year. <laughs> or they'd become very existential, very morbid, and morbid. Yeah, I just I just do a countdown every day. Just I wouldn't tell anybody what it was. I just start, you know, three sixty five, three sixty four. People are like, what's he counting down to? <laughs> like, oh, I can't wait to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody would be tuned in on on day one, and all of a sudden, no more tweets. <laughs> yeah, like what happened? What happened at the end of the countdown? Well, that was it. No, we'll never know. Yeah, very anticlimactic countdown. So thank you very much for the questions, Isabel. And everyone go check out her episode of the show. It was live. All right, next question comes to us from beloved friend of the show, Timmy, at the Timmy Toes. And he asks, have you ever fallen downstairs? Have you ever fallen? I have. Uh, have you ever fallen upstairs? I have not. You haven't fallen upstairs. Not that I can. I mean, I've I've had a little stumble, but I've never full out fallen. <laughs> I've full out fallen downstairs. Ooh, do you remember specifically what the stairs were? Where it was? Well, when I was t- 
two, actually. I was at the top, probably like an 11 or 12 step stairs, and there was at the bottom was just a concrete landing, and I fell down the whole thing. Oh, dang. And people thought I was dead, and then they went down, and I was, I was perfectly all right. You were fine? You walked away without a scratch? I don't know if I was walking at that point, but I, I got up. I was good. Now I tweet. Ooh, well, thank goodness. I mean, that is always very scary. I can't believe we haven't figured out a better thing than stairs. It seems like something that we should have uh, figured out by now. I'm waiting I agree. to stop people from falling down the stairs. I mean, we got those. If you're really old, you can get those like lifts, but that's not for everybody. No, those are cool, though. I, I would have one of those. Those are cool. And yeah, if you fall down the stairs, sometimes you need to get the, get that. So yeah, kind of works itself out. Yeah. All right, great. So thank you very much, Timmy, at The Timmy Toes. And you can go check out his episode, too. And be sure to stay tuned all the way through the end for the burrito song. All right, next question comes from Llama in a Tux. I'm talking at Llama in a Tux. And he asks, hey there, longtime toother here. I want to hear what Mr. Brandon would have as a pet if he could have anything, fiction or non Fiction or non? So if I had to do, I'll do one of both. If I had a non-fiction pet, I think we can all assume it would be a penguin. Penguin, yes, of course. Mr. Popper. Non-fiction pet. Um, boy, I don't know. I'd probably go with a Pokemon. Okay, yeah, all right. Which, what are we talking? It seems like it would keep me safe. Yes. Um, so specifically, what Pokemon are we talking about? Oh, boy. Yeah, that's the tough one. I've thought about this one a lot, too. <laughs> okay. Let's get it. It would probably it. have to be a Snorlax. Snorlax, a big boy. I think I would just be a nice sleeping partner, you know? It would be very comfortable snuggling up with a Snorlax. No one would mess with you because he's got your back. Never. Actually, I like that. I like that answer a lot. Because Snorlax doesn't get so much play. It's always, you know, originals, Pikachu, whatever. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Snorlax. Shout out to Snorlax. He's a, yeah, he's just a guy. He doesn't get to evolve. I mean, that's, that's tough. He doesn't need to evolve. He's already perfect. <laughs> he's, he's very evolved. If you've ever talked to him, you know, he's a worldly individual. Uh, <laughs> so Snorlax. So there you go. Snorlax. Penguin on one arm and Snorlax on the other. Great answers. And thank you for your question, Llama. All right, we keep going with the questions. The next question comes from Marf. And I'm talking about at Marf Salvador on Twitter. And everyone should be following Marf. And his question for Brandon is, Can you tell me how to get, how to get to Sesame Street? Well, Marf, love you, big fan. A lot of great tweets. Shout out to Marf Salvador. I'd go follow him. How do you do? And actually, Marv, I cannot tell you how to get to Sesame Street. I can't tell you how to get to my street. I have a very bad sense of direction. Oh, it's all coming out here in the questions. You got a bad sense of direction. Do you often get lost? Oh, God. I told my girlfriend, who I've been dating for about two and a half years now, that if I didn't have a GPS, we would have never gone out on our first date because I would have never found her house. <laughs> So that's pretty bad. Well, luckily for us, we do live in the age where everyone has a GPS in their pocket for the most part. And I guess that's a, a lifesaver for you. Are you the, you're like, you have to walk three blocks. You still like pop it on and just make sure. Oh my God. Yeah. 
I usually do that in my neighborhood. I'm like, well, I can't be too confident. Yeah, you got to know which way because it tells you, you know, head east on this street towards whatever street. You got to you got to start right. That's what I always. Then do. you get you get real cocky at the end of a GPS. Like once you get like really close to your house and it's like <laughs> turn right. It's like, yeah, I knew that. You're like sure, sure thing, Siri. Oh wait, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's essentially how almost everything goes. Every time I'm driving with my girlfriend, I'm like. Oh, we're almost there. You can turn off the GPS. She's like, you know, <laughs> we can't do that, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah I know. Uh, well, we're so lucky that we are in this day and age. You don't have to pull over to ask for directions, which you wouldn't, right? Because you're a man. <laughs> oh, no, I totally would. Remember I that have no joke? problem saying when I'm lost. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad we can admit it. Uh, we're a more evolved uh, species nowadays, and we have GPS, so that's great. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, where is Sesame Street? You don't even know what state it is. It's like in New York. It's Brooklyn. It's got to be, right? It's got to be Brooklyn. It's got to be Brooklyn with all those crazy hipsters. For no sure. one sleeps there. <laughs> Gordon and Maria. So <laughs> thank you very much, Marv, for that great question. And the next question comes from Bun at M and Mian. And we get to the question that I said we were going to get to. Why are you called Le Bear Girdle? That is a wonderful question, and I've got it a lot of times, and I I honestly don't know. Okay, so it was just a random I, mishmash. I, so I took French in college, much to my dismay. Magnifique. I'm, I don't know anything. I took four semesters of it, and I did terrible. Oh, désolé. Probably. <laughs> but I, because I took, you know, I took French, I mean, I took Japanese in high school, and I had to take a language in college, and unfortunately... They did not offer Japanese. Oh, so you So like I had it. to go to French with people who had three years or four years of it already. And I was very, very behind the curve mm-hmm. and never caught up. But you still liked the <laughs> some of the words, right? Girdle? I liked like one or two of the words. I mean, girdle's I liked right. lay. I liked lay as in a substitute for the. It was just, it's more fun to say. Okay, yeah. Just a general conversation. So I'm like, that's kind of cool. Add some of my French in there. And then I found this picture. My original ADI was a bear holding some weights. And it was fun. I, I saw the picture. I'm like, I want to use this. I'm like, what can I do with it? I'm like, Le Bear's already taken. I'll just think of the weirdest word I can think of. And it was girdle. <laughs> okay. All right. I get it. So there's your process. You had the great picture. You had a inkling of French. Well, throw them all together, throw in a random word, and we got La Bear Girdle. That is, that's essentially the process. Well, that's great. So that gets to the bottom of that. So thank you very much for that question, Bun. And Bun also asks, Would you rather have all your fingernails replaced with teeth or all your teeth replaced with fingernails? This is a completely See, normal, answer, normal question. <laughs> See, weirdly enough... I didn't have any trouble at all picking an answer to this question. I knew almost immediately. <laughs> okay, it just came to you. It just came to me. And I would much rather have teeth for fingernails. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. You'd like... Because, like, you could, if your your mouth is tired from eating too much, especially for that hot wing challenge, oh, my God, if I had teeth on my fingernails... That would be a lifesaver. pop it in. That would have been a lifesaver. Yeah, you're right. And the other way around, if you had fingernails as teeth, I mean... Oh. I know... I, I couldn't, uh 
They'd all be no. bendy and cracky when you try to eat something. I just have to eat applesauce and pudding for the rest of my life. Well, kind of, yeah, an obvious answer, but one that needed to be answered. So, an obvious answer. So thank you very much, Bun. And now we get into the teeth-related questions. We're talking about the teeth tweet. You are the teeth father. I think you mentioned it in your bio that you're the teeth guy. So these, we knew they were coming. These are the questions about teeth. So the first question comes to us from Dipintu at Dipintu. And his question is, teeth? Well, he is one of the original teethers, as they are called. <laughs> He's um, a teether. Shout out to the teethers. Shout out to the teethers. I'm sure that Hops mentioned them, I'm sure. I'm very excited to listen to his episode. He definitely did. Which is airing tomorrow, which will be in the past when this airs. <laughs> it's very confusing. Like Inception. But, so he was in the original group that was created um, in an, as an explanation for the teeth tweet. Because there were so many, just so many people who didn't understand it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm very tired of all the questions. I'm going to create this group and I'm going to make up a long story about its origin. And I did. And it was a lot of fun and the group still exists and it's great. That's great. So you have like a FAQ, but just about this one teeth. Yeah, uh, essentially tweet. there's a whole, there's a bunch of tweets based on it and stuff. I think one was pinned for a while on my profile, but anyways, to answer his question of teeth, I would have to say teeth. Perfect. The perfect answer and teeth. So, um, second question from dip into is which tooth is best? I don't like to discriminate teeth. Mm. I think they're all equal. Very diplomatic answer. Not yeah, you you don't want to pick any favorites, right? Like they're all your babies. No, I don't want one to get mad and turn on me. That's right. The real Sophie's choice of 32 teeth. Right? 32? Oh, 28 plus yeah, 4? 30, 32. All right. <laughs> Just checking my math here. Thank you very much for those questions, teethers. Uh, next question comes from Kaidantonio, at Kaidantonio. And he asks, how do you ultimately feel about the success of teeth? Because he means the tweet. I mean, I'm pretty happy about it. I was confused at first at why it became that big. I, I really didn't know why. But as it grew and as its fans grew, I, I became pretty happy about it. I always wanted to create a format. That was kind of one of my big goals going in, one of the bucket list Twitter okay. goals. Yeah, we definitely did. This like instantly became a format, instantly became popular, created a community of teethers. Like, since when do you get a community around a tweet? Like, that's great stuff. So yeah, you yeah, and even people design T-shirts for it. I mean, it was it's crazy. What? That is amazing. Yeah, so you got to feel pretty good about just that, right? Like just um, bringing so much joy to people <laughs> with a single <laughs> chanting of teeth. Oh, it's great. I'm I'm, I'm happy with it. Very happy, and I'm very happy for you. Uh, very cool to see that kind of blowing up. And even all the people who stole it, even people enjoyed it, we know that it was you who created it. So uh, yeah. well done. Plus the format, right? So now people are chanting all kinds of stuff. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> I get them all. The, people send me like different formats of it all the time. I just laugh. I, I think it's hilarious. And it just keeps, yeah, people will keep coming. It's an endless well of uh, format jokes. So, yeah, keep Keep it. I think it's nice. It's an homage, uh, definitely for Le Bergardel. 
shout out to all the all the different all the different versions. Shout out to the different versions. Yeah, we ain't we ain't mad at you. We ain't mad. We ain't mad at you. All right, so we're winding her down. The last question comes to us from Alligator at Not a Croc, and Jersh asks, <laughs> "How many teeth are enough teeth?" Well, Josh, there's no limit. I don't think. There's no limit. There's no minimum either. There's no maximum or minimum. <laughs> Whatever you think is the amount that you need is the amount that you have. Wow. And the amount that's good. Again, with the very diplomatic answer, obviously, the crocodile, he's going to be into teeth and have a lot of them, right? Don't they have, like, rows? You got to get I those. think they have... I think they have an unlimited amount. Like, if they lose one, another just grows back in. I might be very wrong. I'm not as up-to-date on my croc facts as I am, or alligator facts, my mistake, as I am with penguins. Well, if that's true, get at us, Josh, and let us know. So thank you to everyone who has submitted a question. Those are some great questions. We really got to the bottom of this total teeth thing. And if you want to send a question for future guests, be sure to follow at FOTSpod on Twitter and just send the questions. It's great. So thank you again. Now... We got a b- 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 bonus question from last week's friend of the show at Steve versus Ninjas. And he asks, if you could go any place and live there for one year, where would that be and why? Well, as I alluded to earlier, I think it would be Japan. Oh, very good. Yes. I've always thought it was, I just always thought it was a really cool place. Very, very modern, very uh, ahead of the curve of the rest of the world, I think. It's just like a different society. I mean, I've never really been too far out of the country. And I think that if there's anywhere I really would like to see, and I know that would be different from where I'm at right now, it's definitely Japan. Very cool. Yeah, it's a great mix of classic history and modern tech. They got great vending machines. Anything you want. <laughs> Literally anything you want. Anything you want. Vending machine. Just go to the corner, pop, 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 put in your, use your retinal scan or whatever, however they are paying over there now. Throw in your yen and <laughs> yeah. get on going. And there you go. So, a very good, very good answer. So, I guess that just about wraps her up for the show. Thank you, Brandon, for joining me this week on the show. And now we will end the podcast by playing the theme and saying our goodbyes. So, thank you again. Thanks for having me, Steve, and had a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Learned a lot about penguins, learned a lot about teeth, and really, that's what it's all about. I'd like to do a quick shout-out to uh, Callan for just, just being around and being the subject of so many great questions. Shout-out to Kellen. Oh, well, that's it. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Brandon. I would tell you to follow him, but you probably already did that while you were listening. Shout out to Kellen at Captain Calvis and check out his new viral tweet about milk. Be sure to follow at FOTS Pod and send a question for future guests. I have been at Skinner Steven. Visit StevenWSkinner.com for all the episodes. And I hearken you, subscribe, and get a new episode automatically every week. Cheers to Kyle I. Davidson for the theme, and thank you to Ruby Coast for the music. And thank you very much for listening.
have a great one.